0: If you were to take a typical dollar bill and have that represent all of Christian giving, only one penny would go to reaching the unreached. Pray that the Lord would
1: send laborers into the field to reach those that have yet to hear about the salvation offered in Jesus Christ.
2: Glad to have you with us now for First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. And this week, our focus is on those who, as yet, have not heard the gospel. We'll talk about reaching the unreached with a couple of guests in just a moment. Speaking of reaching the far corners of the earth with the gospel, these first-person programs are made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company, a radio ministry found in nearly 50 countries of the world, proclaiming Christ and discipling believers. FEBC finds it effective to always broadcast in the local language, and you can learn more by visiting FirstPersonInterview.com and clicking on the banner for FEBC. Well, it's estimated that upwards of 2 billion people in the world have not heard the gospel, and several mission groups have combined their efforts to urge churches and all of us to observe a day for the unreached on Pentecost Sunday. Today, we'll talk with two guests, first Marv Newell of the Evangelical Mission Network Missio Nexus, and later Wayne Peterson of Reach Beyond. We start with Marv Newell, who explains this special observance.
0: Sure, Wayne, i will be glad to do that. That day is actually tomorrow, May 15, which is Pentecost Sunday. And we've uh, designated Pentecost Sunday for this day of focusing on unreached peoples because way back on that first Pentecost 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit fell upon the Church and empowered it to be a witness to the world. And so we want to pick that mantle up uh, on that special day. And every year following this day tomorrow we're going to use Pentecost Sunday as a day to remember to reach the unreached peoples of the world.
2: All right. Now, uh, Pentecost Sunday is on the church calendar, but I wonder how many people really pay much attention to it. Give us a little biblical history on Pentecost Sunday.
0: Well, uh, what happened after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, um, we know that there was was ten days following the ascension, that uh, the disciples were gathered in Acts chapter 1 and 2 tells us this that uh, the Holy Spirit fell upon them and Pentecost took place, uh, a day when um, the church was empowered with the Holy Spirit. And so it's celebrated in church history every year since that first
2: day that that took place. How appropriate, then, that uh, this new International Day for the Unreached is on Pentecost Sunday as we raise awareness for the unreached. All right, now, this is uh, not just one organization. A number of organizations are behind this effort. Uh, Talk about the collaborative effort this is.
0: Yes, Wayne. We actually have a coalition of five organizations that are uh, initiating this International Day for the Unreached. They are not only Missio Nexus, of which I'm a part, but also Bibles for the World, Operation Mobilization, Reach Beyond, and also the Seed Company are members of the Alliance that are spearheading this event.
2: So it is collaborative, and I'm sure as you go along, there'll be others join with you uh, as the years go by. Um, but talk about the mission. What, what is the purpose of, of having this uh, designated day?
0: we want to call attention to the Church the need of reaching the last unreached peoples around the globe. You know, it's kind of an indictment on the Church that 2,000 years since that first Pentecost Sunday, there are still so many that are unreached. And if you look at the world population of 7.4 billion people, about 2.5 billion, billion of those still have not had a clear presentation of the gospel, and we consider them completely unreached. And so we want to focus specifically on that number of people that still need to hear the gospel of Christ for the first time.
2: What is your assessment of of the commitment of churches and individuals in terms of reaching the unreached these days? Has it waned at all?
0: Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, there are those churches that don't have a clue that there are even unreached peoples or even maybe don't even care that that would be the case. And, of course, we're trying to rekindle a uh, burden in their uh, midst to think about these unreached peoples. Then, of course, you have some churches that focus very strongly on unreached peoples and have a very vibrant uh, outreach uh, sending missionaries to Uh, unreached peoples of the world. So it's a mixture, but I'd say that overall, um, the the Church in North America has waned in its uh, in its efforts to reach the unreached, uh, following World War II, our churches were very, very active in going back to those areas of the world that these servicemen uh, encountered when they were serving in the armed forces and taking the gospel to those areas. And I think that uh, that fervor from that generation has begun to wane, and therefore it, it needs to be rekindled. And mm-hmm. that's our hope of the International Day for the unreached, that we will bring those people once again to the forefront of our church's missional efforts.
2: I don't know if you have the stats right in front of you, but give us a, a picture of the unreached in our world today. It, it's, it's staggering, the numbers.
0: Well, it really is. Uh, for instance, you take a country like India, and uh, there's 1.2 billion people in India. I mean, there's that's four times the number of people in the United States, and uh, they're still within that country... 2,200 people groups that are considered unreached. They, they still haven't hardly even been touched with the gospel, let alone have a standalone church within their people group that they can even evangelize their near neighbors and themselves. So that's a picture, just the picture of India itself uh, is that vast country, and there's other countries that uh, are of the same nature in regards to the unreached.
2: Let's talk about uh, the allocation of resources for the unreached. Um, I know you've done studies or, or have seen stats on how many uh, uh, missionaries are actually serving the unreached. Can you share any of those numbers with us?
0: Well, you know, it is very disheartening to know that so few of our resources in the world of missions go to actually reaching the unreached. About 5% of full-time Christian uh, workers are those that are working among unreached people. So, you know, that means 95% are working in areas that are already reached, and they're probably doing good ministries. There's good discipleship programs and all that uh, obviously are part of the Great Commission as well. But if they are not then uh, channeling their efforts to reach the unreached around them, and we only have these 5% of Christian uh, full-time workers doing that very thing, uh, you can see the great imbalance when it comes to personnel. And also, Wayne, uh, let me add this, that when it comes to uh, financial resources, that um, if you were to take a typical dollar bill uh, and and have that represent all of Christian giving, only one penny from that $1 bill would go to reaching the unreached.
2: Wow. Wow. So this is something that needs attention, and uh, this International Day for the Unreached is hopefully going to do that, starting with Pentecost Sunday this year, which is right around the corner, and then each succeeding year afterwards. Um, How about uh, strategies for reaching the unreached? Uh, Does anything stand out as a most effective strategy?
0: Well, I'm so thankful that there are so many mission groups that are strategizing in very creative ways uh, many times in reaching unreached peoples. Um, The the strategies such as internet evangelism, which is increasingly becoming more effective, uh, radio and television, uh, Bible translations that are still remaining to be done, the Jesus film... And now in 1,400 languages. I mean, there's no other film that even comes close to being translated into so many languages. Gospel recordings that are being done with a group that specializes in that. And then just, you know, the -the in-the-trench church planters who are giving themselves day in and day out in a different people group trying to get a church started by their presence there uh, all of these efforts are presently being done, Wayne. So we know that strategies are not lacking when it comes to reach the unreached. I think what's lacking most is the overall attention needed from our churches to provide the resources and the personnel to carry the strategies forward.
2: And so by setting up this International Day for the Unreached, you're offering churches resources. Of course, it might be a little late this year, but they can plan for another year, correct?
0: Well, they sure can. Wayne, we have a uh, dedicated website, and it's very easy to remember for your listeners. It's o r g. Let me say that again, o r g. And if anybody listening here would just go over and click there right now, you'll see that there are um, different resources available, uh, downloadable bulletin inserts and posters. Uh, we have some videos there. Uh, We also have some sermon outlines and study guides that could be used for small groups, maybe Sunday school classes and so forth. And so uh, the resources are available. And once again, the website is dayfortheunreached.org.
2: And we'll put a link to that on our program website as well, which I'll give at the end of the program today. Marv, just one more question. Um, What part does uh, Bible printing and distribution play in Reaching the Unreached?
0: Oh, that has a huge part, way. Now, of course, we're uh, needing people to be literate to be able to understand what they're reading, but um, Bibles uh, are the best missionary in the world uh, because the Word of God speaks to people's heart. That's just the nature of God's Word, which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so, uh, as Cam Towson said, uh, who was the founder of Wycliffe Bible Translators, uh, the Bible's the best missionary in the world because it never needs a break, it never needs a furlough, it's always right there in the hands of an individual that can read it. So um, the efforts of uh, translating, there's, there's still 1,859 languages in the world that do not have a Bible portion put to writing, and so we need more Bible translators to finish up the translations that uh, need to be done, and then, of course, printing the printing of the Bible. And so, Bible societies uh, that do that very thing, and and other groups that are printing scripture portions, are very, very effective.
2: Well. Thanks for what you're doing. The International Day for the Unreached. Marv, I appreciate your time. God bless you, and I trust many will visit that website uh, throughout the year uh, to enhance the ministry to the unreached of the world with a gospel message. Thanks, Marv.
0: Well, thank you very much, Wayne. Thank you for the opportunity to share this. Very
2: important. Coming up in the second half of our program today, we'll talk with Wayne Peterson of Reach Beyond about the International Day for the Unreached. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC partners with First Person to bring these interviews to you each week because we never tire of hearing how God moves on the hearts of people to accomplish His purpose, whether in the hard-to-reach places of the world or right here at home.
1: We serve a living God who leads men and women to do great things for Him.
2: Learn more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Click on the FEBC banner. Joining me now on First Person is my longtime friend, Wayne Peterson, who is president of Reach Beyond. And Reach Beyond, as you've heard from Marv Newell, is one of the organizations that's behind this International Day for the Unreached. And Wayne, we got a briefing from Marv just a few moments ago about uh, this day, which will be observed in most churches on Pentecost Sunday, which happens to be tomorrow in many cases. But uh, I want to talk to you about it as well, because I I know the whole idea sort of uh, emanated from Reach Beyond, didn't it?
1: Wayne, that's exactly true, and I'm so grateful for the uh, input and the partnership with Monsieur Nexus and Marv Newell, and Marv and I go back to Moody days, so it's fun to reconnect in this kind of initiative. But the whole idea is to raise the awareness of the North American Church to the call of Christ and to the Great Commission to reach the unreached places of the world. But we know that no one organization can do this alone. So we're seeking to work with a number of other like-minded ministries, and some major Christian leaders have endorsed this as a way on Pentecost Sunday to raise the awareness of the need to reach the unreached around the world.
2: Yeah. Well, you've always been a big-picture guy, uh, whether it was with Northwestern College Radio or Moody or Mission America or now Reach Beyond. uh, Wayne, you've always been characterized by this bigger... Uh, this bigger-than-any-one-of-us mentality, and this certainly is true in this case. Reaching the unreached is something not any one of us can do.
1: Well, and in many ways, the North American Church has lost its vision and passion for this. Of course, there are obvious uh, huge exceptions to that. But we have to go back to the sobering fact that probably 25% of the world's population have not had the good news presented them in a way they could appreciate and meaningfully respond to. There are 14 countries with a resident Christian population of less than 1% and 23 more with less than 5%. So there are still huge portions of the world, over 2 billion people that uh, have not heard the name of Jesus or seldom heard the name of Jesus, yeah. except maybe in a cuss word.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've both been in radio for a long, long time, Wayne, and I want to talk about radio's role in reaching the unreached in just a moment, but there are some, uh, some other people that we haven't mentioned yet who are behind this day, people like Steve Douglas, for instance.
1: Well, we're grateful that there are U.S.-based, North American-based ministries that really capture the cause of the unreached around the world. Steve Douglas, the president and CEO of Crew International, has given his endorsement to this. You would expect that from Crew because of the worldwide vision. Uh, We're also happy to have Rick Warren, who has given his endorsement to it. Uh, Rick Warren of Saddleback Church Ah uh, Paul Escherman of the Jesus Film, and now with a group called Finishing the task and it 's amazing not only the organizations that have joined in this movement, but individuals that uh, have agreed to be a spokesman to speak to the church and to the organizations in North America about this need. Mm.
2: Let's talk about radio. Um, You, of course, lead uh, Reach Beyond, which has been involved in radio work for a long, long time, very effectively. I work closely with the Far East Broadcasting Company, uh, another uh, organization committed to reaching the unreached. But let's talk about radio and uh, how it works in in reaching these far-flung places.
1: Well, radio is huge around the world. And there are places in Africa that FM radio is still the number one medium over television, over Internet, over film, over any other medium. Uh, FM radios are built into the mobile phones there. So most people have a mobile phone and a lanyard around their neck, and they're listening to FM radio. So radio is still the most cost-effective and most, uh, most missionally effective way of reaching people with the gospel. We believe in that. In fact, recently, Reach Beyond partnered with FEBC in raising funds to plant four radio stations in Mongolia, one of the least-reached places of the world, but one of the places of the world that has the fastest-growing church. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you go from 1% to 4%, (laughs) that's a quadruple (laughs) increase. (laughs) But the fact remains, the church is growing exponentially, and radio has been a huge part in reaching people that have never been reached with the good news, because there are no churches there.
2: Well, I know you've traveled much of the world, Wayne, and seen firsthand how this works, But and I've done a little bit of that, but isn't it remarkable to go to these places and, and you see a hunger and a thirst for God's Word that's delivered by radio that you just don't see anywhere else where we live?
1: And uh, combine the good news of Jesus Christ with the message that comes through a radio, it's very, very compelling. And in places where Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism uh, predominate, people are very empty because their religion doesn't meet their deepest needs Uh, they live in a world of despair and christ offers hope they live in a world of fear and christianity offers confidence and assurance they live in a world of hate and christianity offers love so this is an amazing time with all the turmoil around the world to present the new good news of jesus christ and people are finding hope. Uh, I had heard recently that 17,000 Muslims a day are coming to Christ. Eighty percent of them reach through technology. This is some of the information that's coming out of the unreached parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So with that, that's the kind of thing we don't hear in the news media much today. But there's a huge number outside of Christianity that have never known Christ as the Son of God and Savior of the world, that are coming to faith in Christ and becoming followers of Jesus. They don't call themselves Christians. They call
2: themselves followers of Jesus. Right. And uh, I know that you understand this, but radio can penetrate into those areas so much uh, easier than a missionary can go. And, of course, all these strategies are necessary, and every one is valid. But for radio to be able to penetrate and go in there and and, kind of do it under the radars, so to speak, is uh, is remarkable.
1: And shortwave is able to get into countries where you can't plant a radio station or build a church. Some of the new social media using mobile technology, internet streaming, podcasting, using Skype and Twitter, and some of the tools, the new tools that God has given us, we're able to go in under the radar. And people are listening on their mobile phones Uh, They're able to stream broadcasts coming in from outside, and these are penetrating the geographical and political uh, obstacles that get in the way of the gospel spreading. So with the media we have today, we're able to touch people that we never could have touched before.
2: Well, let's come back to this International Day for the Unreached. Uh, the first one will be held on Pentecost Sunday, which, as most people hear this program, will be tomorrow. But each succeeding year, we hope to have this uh, this day recognized on Pentecost Sunday as as a means of bringing attention to the unreached and reminding both individuals and churches that we do have a great commission responsibility.
1: Uh, we do, and Pentecost Sunday is appropriate because that was uh, the birth of the church and three thousand. New believers came to Jesus on that day. Today, around the world, there's a Pentecost every hour. 3,000 people an hour are mm. coming to know Christ. And a lot of that is through media. So we want Pentecost Sunday to be at least an annual reminder of the need to reach those um, 90% of all Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists don't even know a Christian. And we want to marshal a prayer support financial support, human resources support, in order to get the message to as many people as possible. Jesus called us to reach here, there, and everywhere. And so we want uh, tomorrow, Pentecost Sunday, to be the first of an annual event focusing on the church's need to have a passion and a vision for the unreached.
2: As you network with churches around the country and around the world, do you sense that there has been a falling off of uh, of missions in any way? I, I know mission, traditional mission conferences aren't quite what they used to be, but that's not the only barometer, is it?
1: Well, an amazing thing is happening, Wayne, is that churches... Uh, have developed their own missions agency, so to speak, sending out their own people on short-term missions assignments, uh, sending out their own missionaries that the church totally supports. So uh, the the field has changed, and the church is doing it, which is a good thing. And uh, we just want to sharpen that focus on uh, places that are less than 2% Christian. Please, like Thailand, are 0.5% Christian. Uh, places like Indonesia, the most populous Muslim country in the world, and to really pinpoint where we want to be spreading uh, the gospel, especially through media. But the other partners with us, like the Seed Company and Bibles for the World and uh, Operation Mobilization and Missio Nexus, uh, they don't all use radio, but as Paul says... We're going to use all means to win as many as possible.
2: Well, I'm sure that the Alliance will continue to grow, this Alliance for the Unreached, and uh, it's meant to encourage individuals and churches to pray, to advocate, to serve and share for the sake of the unreached. Uh, Any final challenge, uh, Wayne Peterson?
1: Well, we know that there are a number of radio stations that are also joining on this. We'll hear Christian Radio uh, talking about this for days and weeks to come. But uh, we want to encourage your listeners, Wayne, to spend time, especially on Pentecost Sunday, to pray for missionaries serving in very, very difficult, challenging places where there are no churches, there are no Christians, no other believers, and pray that the Lord of the harvest would send workers into the field because the fields are white and the workers are few. So we need to pray that the Lord would send laborers into the field to reach those that have yet to hear about the salvation offered in Jesus Christ.
2: Well, that's Wayne Peterson of Reach Beyond, one of the organizations behind Day for the Unreached. Earlier, we heard from Marv Newell of Missio Nexus about this effort to draw attention to the billions who have yet to hear the gospel. As you listen to this, Pentecost Sunday may already be upon us, but it's never too late to pray for the unreached and plan what we can do to help accomplish this mission in the year ahead. Visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com, for additional information about Day for the Unreached. That's firstpersoninterview.com. My thanks to Marvin Wayne for talking with us today. If you ever join us late and want to hear the entire conversation, use our smartphone app, First Person Interview. It's available for both Apple and Android devices. And comments may be left on our Facebook page, facebook.com first person interview. Next week, the life story of Dr. Erwin Lutzer of Moody Church in Chicago. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd with First Person.